With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. <sighs> Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. How are we doing, Femi? Are you good Friday today morning. with your Cowboy pick? You know, I didn't I'm, hear, I didn't I'm hear good. your reaction to I'm your good. Cowboy pick. Yeah, we, 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 we just taped a, an episode of the GM Shuffle. Make sure to check that out wherever you get your podcast. That should be in your feed in about an hour or so. But uh, Maisie Smith, defensive tackle out of mm-hmm. Michigan. Yeah. I, I like that they're addressing the trenches. And this is something that I said. The, the defense is how the Cowboys are going to have to win because Dak Prescott – Good quarterback, not going to really elevate your offense to go ahead and be an explosive offense. So in order for the Cowboys to win big, I think it's going to have to be the defense. Surround defensive playmakers around Micah Parsons. Let his let his job be easier, and I think that they can maybe really take off on that side of the ball. Well, I think what you're saying is to win a title, you have to have really good team, special teams of defense and offense. And you just can't do it with three phases. Part. You have to have three phases. Three phases, so, Look, yeah, I mean, I think what did they say? They had 11 first-round grades this year. 11. That's it. That Which is, is shocking, right? I mean, but they get a big guy who can play the run, push the pocket back down there in the bottom of the first. Is he going to be an elite player? Do you think he'll get his fifth-year option picked up? Probably not, but he's mm-hmm. a good player. He'll go out in free agency, make a ton of money if he plays, but it gives him some reps. I mean, I think what we talked about on the pod is really important for fans to understand today. This is not about grading the draft. We First of all, we better check on Mel, right? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, a tough. Mel, one. we better check on yeah, him. Because we're we're going to get into with that Levis, and then we yeah. now we're making excuses that maybe he didn't interview well yeah. and all that. I mean, Mel and Danny O. Mel, Danny O. Yeah, Danny O is going to get on that one. Yeah, yeah, Danny O doesn't even understand a grading system. But anyway, so we're going to when we talk about this, let's let's stay away from this is a good draft, bad draft, right? Let's talk about just how to build a team, right? How to build a team. The the Falcons, and you know, I love Bijan. Mm-hmm. And I love his skill, his versatility. But they don't need a running back. They don't need a running back. I mean, they need offense, they need defensive linemen, inside tackles, and outside guys. You know, when you're signing Calais Campbell, you're at this age, you know you're in trouble. Grady Jarrett's one of their best players. How do you pass Carter down the road? Okay, maybe character. You pass him up, you you pass up any other defensive player in the front seven. Van Ness, you know, guys, you to, know. T- to take all these other. So for me, 
And then when you look at the history of the Falcons, wide receiver, don't, don't, don't even try to insult me and call Pitts a tight end. Don't even try that. <laughs> Pitts receiver, London receiver, now running back. Are we in the seven-on-seven seven league? It'd be a good seven-on-seven seven team. With no quarterback, by the way. Might, might be a hold up there. <laughs> Desmond Ritter, I'm not sure if we believe in him, but the Falcons do. So we'll see how that plays out in 2023. But we're going to break down this entire draft here and the betting ramifications from this draft over the next two hours. Make sure to tweet at us at VSIN Live on Twitter, at M Lombardi NFL is where you can find Michael, at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. One guest on the program because we have a lot to get to. Yeah. We can't mess around with our friends today. This is serious business, but our one friend will be Matt Humans joining us at 1030 West Coast time, 130 over on the East Coast. The betting ramifications, it's at the top. I mean, yeah. Bryce Young, of course, we, we knew that was going to happen at number one, but the Houston Texans were the story the last two weeks in the lead-up to the NFL draft. We were here yesterday morning. Will Anderson went out to minus 350 to be the favorite pick to go number two. Clearly, someone got information that Houston was targeting Will Anderson. They just weren't doing it with the number two overall pick right. because they zigged last second. No, Big I, move I, in the market. I think what they needed to do is what what – then when we got to the South Point last night, mm -hmm. we saw that C.J. Stroud was blowing up as the number two. Minus 1,600. So what happened was, and this is just my interpretation of it, what happened was Nick knew to get the third pick, he had to pick Stroud two to close out Tennessee from coming up to three. Everybody, I feel like, in the league knew Tennessee wanted to move up to get Stroud. They would have, but... Once he went two, there's no need for three to be for sale for Tennessee. So who was buying three anyway? Nobody was buying three for Will Anderson. Nobody was buying three for for Will Levis, obviously. Mm. So Nick owned Nick was the only interested party in three. And I think Nick made a deal with his owner. I think we were right in the fact that he wanted to pick a defensive player. The owner put a lot of pressure on him to get a quarterback. We need a quarterback. So he, now he's got the best of both worlds. He paid a heavy price mm -hmm. in terms of draft capital. We get that. But I, again, on the on the premise of team building, he did the right thing. We said this on the pod. He should have traded up from 12 to, to 2. You know, he was able, we th or to 3. To we, three yeah. we thought he would do that. We thought he would be able to do that. And so by doing that, he could get his quarterback. I think he did. Now, do I like both picks? No, I don't like both picks. I like Tyree Wilson better than Anderson. I like, I certainly like Jalen Carter better than all three of those guys. But philosophically, I can't disagree. And so because I can't disagree with the, the, the intent, it doesn't mean it's wrong. You know, it's, it's kind of reminiscent to every other workplace where you have a directive from a boss. Cal McNair is the owner, and he says, Go get me a quarterback. I don't care how you get, like, I need a quarterback to sell to my fan base because they don't want to see another season of Davis Mills. And Nick Casario, he's like, all right, I'm not going to be insubordinate, so I got to work around this. And he found a way to work around it, like you said, but it cost him a lot. But from the betting market side of it, everyone that was hearing that information, you weren't wrong hearing right. Anderson and the Texans. You were just wrong with it being at number it was two. A, it really, you cashed the ticket on Stroud two because of draft management. What he did was he froze the third pick. Yeah. He froze the third pick by keeping it to where it was going to be now there was no other quarterback. And and everybody who screamed for Indianapolis to trade up was screaming wrongly because they didn't. They just they they made it very clear they were never trading up. Mm -hmm. They were never trading up and they take the quarterback again. We can disagree about the talent. They took a quarterback 
They're going to fit him in the six-back offense. They're going to try to develop him within the Steichen offense that was Philadelphia. Now they have to build an offense around that with their skill players and with their offensive line. So you can't argue with that pick. You can't argue. I don't love the player, but philosophically from a team building, they had to do that. Information betting can always be tricky, and it was really quiet on the Anthony Richardson front for the last, I think maybe even month leading up to the draft because he lit, he lit up the combine and everybody was buzzing about Anthony Richardson. Maybe he goes number one because that was back when Chicago still held the number one overall pick. Carolina moved up, then people assumed it was going to be Stroud, ends up being Bryce Young. But after that point, it felt like Richardson, we didn't really hear much. He had his pro day. He had some impressive throws, but it was really quiet. And Indianapolis, who clearly was targeting this guy at number four, they let all the rumors to go out there about how they love Levis. All these rumors impacted the market to where Richardson's draft position went from four and a half to then seven and a half over at DraftKings. And then he goes number four, cashing that under with a no sweat winner. And the tweets earlier draft morning were that, hey, word is out that he's going to go higher than people think. And ultimately he did. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, it makes it makes sense. I mean, he he is the one player that would be similar to Jalen Hurts. Everybody's comparison on Richardson was he was similar to Jalen Hurts in terms mm-hmm. of what he did. Now, Jalen Hurts was a more productive collegiate player, played more games and all that stuff. You know, my my insistence on saying that he should go back to school was really predicated on it would help his draft position. Clearly, that was wrong. I mean, he didn't need any help with his draft position. Yeah, no, he, he got good information. Whoever is representing him got really good information to, to hey, man, leave school because you're going to go really, really high if you uh, do the things that we think you can do at the Combine and in the Pro Day circuit here. Uh, but the draft day, it started off with some really big news out of Baltimore. They have come to an agreement with Lamar Jackson, their quarterback, five years, $260 million. We'll get to the rest of the draft here coming up in the next segment here. We have some sound bites that we want to play as well, but we got to hit Lamar in this A block here because Lamar, a former MVP, thought that he might move. I thought that it was done with him in Baltimore because of the con- the, the negotiations that had gone so sideways, but five years, $260 million, 185 guaranteed. That, that'll that uh, mend fences, I believe, and as Baltimore keeps you know, their QB. I've been maintaining this all along. The easiest contracts to do are for elite players. The hardest one to do are for players that think they're great, they're good. Those are the hard ones to do. The elite player, a guy who's won an MVP, a guy who's won 45 games, yeah. that shouldn't be a hard contract to do. And once you got, and there's been three contracts since the Watson deal that mm-hmm. have not been fully guaranteed. So the trend is tr- shifting back to the to the not fully guaranteed, meaning skill and injury. I'm sure Lamar's got enough sk- injury guarantee in there to protect him, and he should. So, look, Baltimore knew what's the alternative. If Baltimore traded him, what was the alternative? Where are they getting a quarterback from? Yeah. Remains to be seen. I don't think they would have gotten one. So, and and it's not like they're settling on a bad quarterback. I mean, that now it's they remove the legitimate they, quarterback. They get a legitimate quarterback. They take that huge. They take that huge uh, cap number that gives them more flexibility. Maybe they trade for Hop. Well, they draft. They just drafted Tyree Kill, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyway, um, they got an A. By the way, they did get an A. They got an A. <laughs> uh, so I think to me, this is something they had to do, and it gives them a chance that now. Lamar, stay healthy. How do we design this offense? And we need to get, like, I don't like the Flowers pick because I think Lamar needs big receivers, tight ends. I think he needs to work the middle of the field. Like, that's the one thing I thought Philly did a great job. A.J. Brown was the perfect player for Jalen Hurts because he's so good and hard to tackle. I mean, A.J. Brown's never going to be wide open, but you got to tackle the talent. That's a hard thing to do with A.J. Brown. 
How tough is the AFC? Oh, if, if you were to do a top 10 quarterbacks list, I mean, at least eight of them are probably coming from the AFC. Well, I mean, who's coming from the NFC? You got Hurts. Hurts is probably the only one, honestly. You got Prescott. You got Goff. I mean, there's, we're down to Goff and all those guys. I mean, think about it. Like From a future perspective, when I look at the odds, because Baltimore right now is 11-1 to 1 to win the AFC. Kansas City's ahead of them. Buffalo's ahead of them. Cincinnati's ahead of them. The Jets are ahead of them. The Chargers are in the mix. Like, there's the, you know. And they all have it. Now, there's so the, many teams. So, Burrow's deal and Herbert's deal will, will certainly get done here rel- relatively soon, too, because this deal then allows them to get done. Hurts, yeah. then Lamar, then Burrow, then Herbert, and then we play the game next year. That's right. And we'll see who gets paid. Justin Fields? Who knows? Maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> We're just getting warmed up here on the Lombardi line. We'll break down the draft, starting from the top here, coming up on VCNV Sports Betting Now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, match, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN experts have the hot hand on the dice. Check the top VEASAN experts and also check out all the VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access and become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi breaking down the NFL draft here on a Friday in downtown Las Vegas. We will go through all of these picks here and starting at the top. And Michael, here's where we get to do our victory lap. You know, in the betting in the betting space, you got to do your victory laps when you get the bets right. Yeah. You we're on this from immediately from day one, March 13th, the tweet that you sent out from our GM Shuffle podcast. This is the quote. 
I'm not sure why CJ Stroud is now the betting favorite to go number one in the draft. I still think the Panthers draft Bryce Young at the top spot, but no way Carolina made this move without a guy in mind. Panthers, mm-hmm. a month later, six weeks later, go ahead and make Bryce and the first Frank overall say? Frank Reich said that he was with them all along. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, you got to go back to the tape. I think all this draft nonsense and this mock and all that, it, it really comes back to professionally evaluating the tape. It's the same thing with Will Levis. Am I surprised Will Levis is in a first-rounder? No, because I said I would have given him a 59 grade, which for me, that wouldn't put him in the first round. So I, I'm not surprised by it. Does it make me right and someone else wrong? No. I mean, only time will tell who's right. That's what the draft's all about. So my sense of it is, is you've got to grade what you see. There was no, to me, as I've maintained all along, this has been a one-quarterback draft. Now, they may be able to get C.J. Stroud to play at a higher level, above and beyond. They can do things to him maybe with Hurts. Same thing with Richardson. But to me, the one plug-and-play player that I saw on tape was Bryce Young. Now he's 5'10". You worry about that. No, C.J. Stroud's got a lot to learn. A lot Mm -hmm. to learn. It's going to take some time. The Saturday game to the Sunday game is a huge transition. We know this. So it's going to take him some time, especially when he spent most of his time looking at Ryan Day to get the play. So he's going to have to call plays, check plays, do all that. And then, you know, Richardson's going to maybe start from zero. Mm. It's, a, it's a big hill to climb, but it's been climbed before, yeah. you know, and, and we'll see if these guys can go ahead and do it. On the Bryce Young front, when you tweeted that out there and we had that conversation on the podcast six weeks ago, he was around plus 275, yeah, plus 250, and he sat there for a, quite a while right. until maybe three and a half weeks later when – Chris Mortensen was on ESPN. Well, it was actually Mortensen. It didn't change until Mortensen reported that everybody knows they're taking Bryce Mm -hmm. Young. You know, and Chris knew, and I knew, and Schefter knew. And and it was funny, the the, the fact that they made everybody wait. They didn't tell the kid. They didn't tell the kid until they turned the card in. It's crazy. It's like, think about that. You you made your mind up. Like, what's going on? They didn't tell the kid until they turned the card. I mean, so they. Tepper wanted to keep it, and then Tepper came out, and he made comments about this guy's gives us the best chance to be for Super Bowl. I, I don't disagree. I think they have a good team. They added a blue-chip player quarterback, assuming he could play at the same level he did at Georgia, against like he, when he played against Georgia or Texas. But I think they what one thing they got, that one thing they received f- by drafting Bryce Young, which is different than all the other quarterbacks, is they got an alpha male and they got a leader. And they've got a guy who's got talent but thinks of himself as an under overachiever. And that's going to drive the team. They've never had that since Cam left the building. See, mm-hmm. we, we all talk about the quarterbacks being, you know, they come in, they're talented, they make throws. But when you get a quarterback who the players gravitate to, who the players love, who the players believe in, that separates the team. Then all of a sudden, Mahomes and Brady, those, that's what creates that burrow. That alpha male quality. Jimmy Garoppolo actually has it. He has it, yeah. He has it in, in, in here in Las Vegas. He has that. He may not be as talented as these other players, but he players gravitate to him. They believe in him. Mm. And when you don't – Brock Purdy, they believed in him. He made them believe in him. Some of these other guys, they don't. They don't have that trait. And that trait is one thing we don't talk enough about when discussing quarterbacks. It's a, a term that Trent Dilfer, when he used to be an analyst over at ESPN, now a head coach, over at, I believe UAB now, um, he calls it thermostat leader. When that person enters the room, the temperature changes. Yeah, I think that's a great way to say it. I think it does. I mean, he's driving the team. 
He's the he's the alpha male. He's the one making sure the players they they and he can call players out. That's what made when the Raiders were successful in the early 2000, 2001, two when we went to Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Rich Gannon was the reason. It was nobody else. He changed the temperature in the building. He did. He made everybody else accountable. He drove everybody, and especially on offense. And they worked hard, and it was because of him. He was the leader. When your best player is the hardest worker, you got a really good situation. This is what worries me about Richardson. He's mm-hmm. not the hardest worker. He's the most talented, but he doesn't work. The, he, he's relied on his talent so much, he's not had to work hard. He sees himself as a talented player. Jalen Carter sees himself as a talented player. I don't have to work that hard. I'm talented. That's when you get into trouble. Mm. That's when you get in trouble. you got to be able to be talented but a hard worker. Talented overachiever. Talented overachievers are what you're looking for. That's how you maximize your potential here. One of the reasons why Bryce Young was not a prohibitive favorite from Jump Street was because of the size 5'10", 190 pounds or so. I know he weighed in at 200 pounds, but let's be real. He's probably less than that. Uh, but here's what Frank Reich had to say about any sort of concerns because he traditionally had coached big quarterbacks, now coaching a size outlier in Bryce Young. You know, and basically Scott proposes a question at the end of that meeting like, hey, if, so if we trade up, you know, where's our conviction? And it was unanimous with every guy in that room, starting from Scott on down, that Bryce was a guy. That was great for me to hear. Um, but what I appreciate about the way Scott handled it, it was like, hey, and he's like, Frank, you take your time. You know, I mean, you, you hear how we feel, but, you know, just get at you and the coaches get after it. And, um, you know, and it was it wasn't much convincing. You just watch the tape. There's a lot said about the size um, at the end of the day. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But we're coaches. We're scouts. We watch the tape. And when you watch the tape, Bryce Young's the best player. Bingo, bingo. I mean, it's true. It's not that hard. It really. That's what you said on March 13th. Great players are not hard to scout. They jump off the tape. They make everybody. That's why when I kid you about your bag of excuses for all these other players, great play. I don't buy it because great players make other players great. Mm-hmm. We always use that. Joel Embiid doesn't have enough supporting cast. Okay, all right. Michael did. Michael Jordan always have that. I don't know. I mean, great players make other players look better than they really are. Bryce Young, this year, more than any year, had a very bad supporting cast. Yeah. Cupboards were bare in Bama, which is crazy to say, it's, but they I mean, were. They were bare in relative terms. Yeah. You know, in relative To their standards. To their standards. Yeah. But, he, you know, and he made every, the Texas game. He wins that by himself. I mean, he makes throws, so they got the best player. They clearly did. And as I said from day one, if he's six feet two, if he's six feet two, the Bears can't trade the pick. I, I believe that totally in my heart. There's no way you could watch the tape on Bryce Young and say, let's keep going down this road with Justin Fields. The reason you're going to keep going down the road with Justin Fields is because the uncertainty of the 5'10". But if you compare apple to apple, one quarterback to the other, it's not close. I'm just telling you, it's not close. And I think Frank Wright echoes that statement. So with that said, and we flashed the odds on the screen a couple times for the viewing audience, but let's give this to the listening audience. Odds to win the NFC South. New Orleans is the favorite, plus 120. They have quarterback now by Derek Carr. The Panthers, 3-1. to one. Falcons, plus 325. Tampa, plus 500. It sounds like Carolina could be live. If Bryce Young lives up to what we all expect, why can't the Panthers win the division with a rookie quarterback? I think they can. 
I think they more more than can. I think there's no denying they can. I think to me, they have a really good team. They almost won it last year yeah. with no quarterbacking play. Sam Darnold, yeah. With, and Sam actually played half decent down the stretch. He did. he did. You know, and I think to me, this again, I'm going to keep saying this. This is the first time in Carolina since Cam left the building that they've had a leader in their building. You cannot minimize the importance of your quarterback leading the team. You can't. One of the thing, one of the criticisms of Carr is he's not that guy. Mm-hmm. Players don't gravitate to him. Is he talented? No question. Can he make all the throws? No doubt. But there's that in, incentric ingredient that you have to have to be a great player, to make your team better. Mahomes has it. Yes, he's talented, but he has that ability. You know, we're not sure Herbert has that. Mm. I mean, we're not sure he does. Quiet guy. I don't know. You know, he's kind of like a little bit. He's not that driver, you know, whereas Burrow, he's got it. He's got it. You know, he walks in the room with a swagger. He's got some swagger to him. But, (laughs) you know, so to me, I I like the Panthers here because I think that swagger is going to put them over the top. Yeah, I like the Panthers. I was looking at some of the odds. DraftKings had the odds for offensive rookie of the year. Right now, the favorite is Bijan Robinson. Bryce Young is just below him around that plus 400 range or so. Could be an interesting way to play on the Panthers as well if Bryce Young lives up to the expectation. We'll talk and see if the Houston Texans have found themselves a thermostat leader on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line <laughs> hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Bebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. Uh, you're, you're pulling a, a Jordan game game five here? Wow. Yeah, 97 it's finals. Been a hard it's been a hard one. It's been a hard one. Yeah, it's been hard. Yeah. I mean, I hope, it's the worst time better. of the year to get sick. I mean, it I seems it's like it. You know, a bit busy season. I know. Yeah. It's, but we hope you feel better. I know you got your Gatorade beside you. Yeah. I mean, you it's pounded electrolytes since last night at the South Point. Forever. I slept for like 10 hours, you know, and I'm still not any good. So, but wait, we're fighting. But we appreciate you being here, though, because this is a big weekend with it being NFL draft weekend. And I wanted to kind of start this conversation here was about the quarterback props because uh, VEASAN's own Jonathan Von Tobel, who we have on in the weekends, yeah. our senior NBA analyst, but also he dabbles into every other sport as well. And he tweeted this last night. I think it's really important to keep in mind every single year. It seems like we ignore it every year, but it cashes every year. The under on the total quarterbacks prop QBs drafted in the first round was yeah. set at four and a half. Only three quarterbacks heard their names called last night. Since draft betting began seven years, the under on this prop is now six and one. But every year we talk ourselves into well, so-and-so because we have sneak people in. that don't know how to evaluate a quarterback. We've got guys on TV that think that these guys are great. And nobody's ever been in the room. Nobody's graded a quarterback. Nobody has a grading system that's grading. Like the idea that Hendon Hooker was going to be a first-rounder made no sense at all. For me, it made no sense. The guy's 26 years old. You, you, and everybody kept, well, you got to get the fifth year. Why? You don't even know if he's going to be good. Why do you think he put the tweet out that he says he's going to be ready to go September 1? Because everybody in the league knows he's not going to play next year. He's Coming off the torn ACL. Now, if, if the Rams take him at, at at 35, great. He could be a good player. 
right? I mean, mm -hmm. like, there's nothing wrong with it. But, but to me, you couldn't have a first-round grade on him. That's where I think we lose this is because we constantly talk about where players are going to go, and yet the league is grading players. Dallas says we only had 11 first-round grades. Think about that. Most teams had 17. I mean, that, that this was a bad draft with four quarterbacks in it, or five, and four of them probably are iffy. One's a lock, and the other four are iffy, and the one lock is 5'10". So, like, this made this draft very dangerous. And so just take – just don't even try to be fancy. I thought, to me – and we said this on the pod – I thought you had to be really careful about what you were doing – in terms of how to build a team. And I think that's where some teams have failed. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that as we continue to go down uh, this draft board here. But just important to note, and remember for next year, this quarterback prop, betting it's tip. already that's juiced a betting up. Tip, it is a bet. It's a pro tip, and we'll bring that up in the second hour. It's a pro tip that the quarterbacks always get overinflated during the mock draft season. And our buddy who we had on last week, Matthew Friedman, Matthew Oracle, one of the top draft mock drafters, <laughs> he, he put out the tweet, Two days ago, consensus big board versus draft position, and it had Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Justin Fields, Drew Locke, Lamar, Deshaun Kaiser, Connor Cook, all went later than their consensus mock draft right. position. Because teams just, nobody really understands what goes on in a draft room. I mean, think about this now. I mean, we had three network programs yesterday. Do we have anybody on any one of those network programs that have actually run a draft? That have actually organized? Lewis Riddick worked in Philly. He never ran a draft. He never set the board. He was an auxiliary element to the board. Daniel Jeremiah was an area scout. That's all he ever att attained to. So, like, tell me where there's one guy in the room that they didn't put Tannenbaum on. They didn't have him on. They didn't have anybody who's ever been in the room. Why do they do that? They do that because this drives clicks. They want people to say stuff that's crazy out of the element because that's driving. And, and, and fortunately, it hurts the kids. Yeah. It hurts the kids because you got a bunch of unprofessional graders talking about it, and it's not fair. And, and poor, the poor kids sit in the green room. Look, we all have opinions, but the act of being in the room is not an opinion. You mm. know, you can disagree with me on an evaluation. I can disagree with you. That's okay. But you've never been in the room. I have. So what goes on in the room is different than any perspective you could have. So when you're talking about this, you, you know that – I mean, look, we said on the podcast – Nick would be smart to go from 12 to 2 12 or to 3, 3 because if he's got to make, you know, so you kind of know what goes on in the room. And that's what, what I think we miss on draft day. We miss that expertise of somebody who's actually been in the room. We did. We tried to do it last night about it because this is why we have so many mistakes. Mm. And Nick Casario did make that move to go from 12 to 3 to get a pass rusher, but at 2, the betting market caught late wind about an hour or so before the draft that he was going to go C.J. Stroud. Stroud ended up closing minus 2,500. He was even money about I think an he, hour I before. Think he, I think he put that out there. I think they put it out there. That's why the betting market changed so dramatically because mm -hmm. he needed to send a message to Arizona to, to, to send a message to Arizona and to Tennessee, Tennessee yeah. that, that he was freezing, the, that, that Stroud was no longer in their plans. Yeah, and, and that's, it was – a season filled with smoke with C.J. Stroud because we talked about it a lot on the podcast of 
hey, is there a market for Stroud out there? Who likes him? The S2 test came out, and that ended up becoming the buzzword about CJ Stroud. But, well, he didn't take the S2 very well. We don't know if the scores are actually accurate. Stroud came out and said, I'm not an S2 test taker. I'm a football player, which I love the spicy attitude from CJ Stroud. I'm rooting for the kid to be good because I root for all these quarterbacks to be good because if they are good, it makes the league better. But what do you make of Stroud going to Houston now, uh, paired up with Bo- D'Amico Ryans and uh, Bobby Slovic, and they'll run that offense? Well, I think it's going to be a challenge for him because he's coming from an offense where he stared at Ryan Day for the play. Now he's got to call the play. But they got to get him in right away. I mean, once again, they draft a quarterback. They need one. But the Bears have a similar player, and they don't need one. Um, they drain <laughs> away from it. We'll go back over that again. So I think the question you have to, to run ask, my guy and, over. and you're the betting guy here, mm-hmm. do you think these two players improve the win total for Houston? I don't think it can improve the win total. I think it could improve their ceiling and the potential to be better. But on the surface, as of right now, before we see them play, no. They were in a lot of games last year. They were a lot of close games. I mean, they had the Giants beat in the Meadowlands. They turned the ball over in the second half, killed mm-hmm. themselves. They were in a lot of games. They beat the Colts twice last year. I mean, they had they, they were a true 50-minute team last year. They could play for 50 minutes, yeah. and then they fell off the cliff. I, I mean, if these guys are good, they should. I mean, Jerry Hughes played good for him last year. He rushed the passer well. Levis gives him another guy. They're going to be a little bit more be different defensively. They got Stingley at corner. You know, they they've got some things. Do I think they can win the the South? No, but I mean, if if Stroud is good, if Stroud Stroud's got to play right away. If mm-hmm. Stroud's good and doesn't turn the ball over. They should challenge. improve their – they should be above the – what's their win total, five and a half, six? I think it's around like that six and a half range Yeah, or so. I mean, that's a little you – know, that's low. Yeah. If he's good, they go over. They should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what you're hoping for. But when you pick a quarterback and a defensive lineman, you're hoping to go over. That's the question you have to ask. Did this move the needle on our team? And I, I – when I look at Houston's roster – I don't think they're so far off that plus 850 is – like, I think plus 850 is a good value. Now, is it going to win? I don't think so because I think Jacksonville should still be the favorite. Super Bowl winning head coach, established quarterback now with Trevor Lawrence entering into year three. But Houston has a good offensive line. I mean, Tunsil, if he plays to his potential, Kingon Green, who they drafted in the first round last year, if they protect Stroud – because Stroud was really protected at Ohio State – if they can do a good job of protecting him and he can kind of just see the receivers and get open it, and, and it hit them in the It's Saturday game now. <laughs> he's got to step up in the pocket. He's got to work the pocket. He's got to do a lot of There's things. no Marvin Harrison Jr. on Houston? No, it's going to have to make a lot of tight throws. He's going to have to be pinpoint accurate. I mean, that's going to be a harder game for him. But protecting him would make his life easier, though. It makes every quarterback's life easier. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, you know, I mean, that's the hardest part about it is then calling the protection. See, this is what we're missing. Right in Ohio State, he didn't have to reroute the protection. He didn't have to point the mic out. He didn't have to take it out and then change it from seventy protection to fifty protection. He didn't have to change it from a dual read to a single read. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to do any of that. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on at the line of scrimmage. But that twenty-five second, okay, you know, we're gonna check, check. No, no, no. Forty-two's the mic. No, change, change. Twenty-two's the mic because he's coming off. The, you're doing all that stuff, and you still got to get the playoff. That's where instincts and the ability to have that leader, that understanding, that Process. feel. That's what that's what you he's gonna do that. Same thing with Richardson. Same thing with Richardson. You know, I mean, what they did with Hertz is they basically made it. He's a part of the offense. And so every throw in that offense was you're either throwing it here or you're throwing it there. And we're gonna throw a slant here to DJ Brown. He's gonna take it to the house or whatever. It wasn't like Rick Venturi said yesterday on the air, and he's right. The Eagles have really very little drop back pass to their arsenal. 
because they don't need it. They were up. They led the, led the league in first half point differential, mm -hmm. and they didn't. These Houston and the Colts are going to have a hard time with that. Anderson is he plug and play for D'Amico Ryan's in that defense? Has to be. Has to be. I mean, you know, I, I again, I like the I like the positional pick. I don't like the player, but he's got to be. I think he's going to have a hard time. I think he's going. They're going to run the ball at him a little bit at 258 pounds. They're going to run it at him a little bit over there on the left side. What are you going to do with Jerry Hughes? You moving who over to the right end? Yeah, you have two ends that are kind of light in the pants. Yeah. Well, at close, we saw picks one, two, three go according to plan with the chalk. Number four is where the draft started to get spicy, and that's where we'll continue our conversation about Anthony Richardson going to the Indianapolis Colts, plus 550 fourth overall, and he will be the new signal caller in Naptown. We'll discuss that next here on the GM Show. Or the Lombardi line, rather. Sorry. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. If only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. Up to $20, sorry, excuse me, up to $20. I'll give you the $35 maybe. Uh, take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the bet king of sportsbooks and an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Log into your account or sign up with BetMGM today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and for resources to help you make appropriate choices visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer opt-in required all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets bonus bets expire seven days from issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER offer not available in mississippi nevada and new york Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And yesterday, Michael, I said it as we were heading to break, one, two, three at the close for the betting market was very chalky. Bryce Young, we knew that. He was like minus 50,000 or whatever he ended up closing at. 
CJ Stroud minus 2,500. Will Anderson ended up closing minus 200 to go third overall. At number four, though, is where it started to get spicy. That's when the plus money just started to come in. Richardson, quarterback from Florida, plus 550 to go fourth overall. His draft position was seven and a half. He goes well under that as he's heading to Indy. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know what's interesting about this trade, about this draft, too, is there was a lot of trades for teams to move up just a spot or two. Mm. I mean, so that tells you they're, they're, the intel, the reason you're doing that is because you're trying to get ahead of a team. So Pittsburgh's sitting there, knowing maybe knowing the Jets won an offensive tackle. Mm. They trade with New England. New England goes from 14 down to 17. No big deal for them. They still get Gonzalez. They probably would have, they had three or four players they would have picked there. And so they moved down. Same thing happened with, I mean, the Giants trade up. They trade a five and a seven to move up one spot. Buffalo trades up. So there was a lot of that that we got to get our guy type of thing going on in the bottom of the first round that was indicating that there were teams that had intel that they needed to get ahead of other teams, which I think has not been talked enough about. I mean, we saw it with Jordan Addison. They moved down. Deontay Banks moved up. The Bills moved up. I mean, look, Jacksonville was going to pick. They were going to pick a 24. They were going to pick Anton Harrison. They got mm-hmm. him at 27, right? Yeah. So Moved down twice, I believe it was. Moved down twice to get him, yeah. and they picked up a – no, they didn't get a lot of – they got fourths and fifths and all that sec, uh, Saturday picks, but they did get they did get what they needed to do. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a certain move. If you know you can get a guy a little bit later, might as well go ahead and pick up a couple day three picks. I mean, it's – you don't expect those guys to be major contributors, but you never know. Yeah. You can find guys in day. I mean, Cowboys drafted Dak Prescott in day three, and, and he's the, now the face of their franchise. Um, but Richardson, though, is interesting because he's a very polarizing prospect. On one side, you can see the upside. On the other side, you can see the completion percentage and the inconsistency with the footwork and the accuracy. Shane Steichen, Chris Ballard, the Colts brass, had this to say about Anthony Richardson yesterday after selecting him number four overall. Let's don't crown him yet. All right, he's a young player. He's got work to do. Um, but we like, we like his talent. We like what he can be. And, you know, I can't – I'm not going to – I don't think Shane can tell you either. But what I can tell you is, you know, we drafted him for what we think he can really be in the future. Um, he's a very smart young man, good kid. He works. We think it's all in front of him. So we're excited to get him just his playmaking ability, uh, what he brings from a playmaking ability, and his physical uh, skill set uh, is impressive. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of work uh, that we got to do um, that with the whole team, not just him. I mean, but there's there's certain things that he brings to the table that we're so excited about uh, as a football player uh, in the future of this organization. Mm. Yeah. I, I like what they really had to say there, because that's kind of what I've been preaching about Richardson. It's you're drafting him for what he can become, not he what he is. It. I mean, I think he. I think what Chris said is true. He is. He's not. He's not a dumb kid. He's smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. I think he impressed people in the interviews. Uh, I think they need to get him to understand how to work harder. He's not a non-compliant worker. It isn't like he didn't show up for a workout. It isn't like he was late for workouts. It's like he was doing it just. He did just enough. He does what what's required. Essentially. He does what. But at that position, you can't do just what's required. Mm. You got to do well more. And so I think that's the challenge. And if he's willing to accept it, he's willing to push himself. If he's willing to become this better version and really to do it, he's got the skill set. He's got the skill set because you know, look, I, I was as big. I, I thought for sure he'd win the Heisman if he would have gone back. When you watch him, you fall in love with the skill set. You mm. don't fall in love with the player. Mm. And that's, I mean, you can go back to that Utah game. 
to start the college football even season that game, last year. Even that game's not a good game for him. He's late on a lot of throws. Yeah. He misses guys, you know, but he's got – he makes – he's a little bit like – I equated this to when Allen Iverson played for the Sixers. You know, there was a lot of times during the game where you would say Iverson's just killing him. But he would always, and he'd shoot nine for thirty, and you'd, you know, literally he would. Yeah, he would. I, what I, I learned, what I learned was he made two or three plays that won the game, that you couldn't look at the box score to see what his impact on the game was. That's going to have to be Richardson. You're going to have to be able. He's going to have to make two or three plays to win the game. Fields doesn't do that. He makes two or three plays that loses the game, and so. When you look at his percentage, you look at all that stuff, you've got to find a guy that can find plays that, in spite of what's going on, they make two or three plays that win the game. I mean, Josh Allen kind of does that a little bit too, but late in the year he couldn't. It's those those flashes of brilliance from Anthony Richardson that you saw. You can see why somebody would fall in love with that guy, at least the traits and the idea of what he can become now. It's their job to help him become that. Because now the games are going to have to be played, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I want to pair these next two picks together because it has to do with two teams in the NFC West. Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals. These were big shockers in the betting markets here because of the trades, which the markets don't really anticipate. They they do a little bit at the top of the draft, but afterwards, it's hard to really gauge what's going to happen. And at number five, Jalen Carter closed as the minus 400 favorite to go fifth overall. It ends up being Devin Witherspoon at 13 to one. And then the Cardinals move up to number six, where everybody thought Witherspoon was actually going to go to Detroit. Cardinals take Paris Johnson at 30 to one to go number six overall. So two big shockers, five and six. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, let's go, let's break it down. So Paris Johnson was, was the, uh, obviously we had five, we had, uh, we had five offensive linemen go there, right? And, mm. and they count Skronsky as a tackle. So there was five offensive linemen total went tackles. No guards went. And so Paris was the first one. I think that Darnell Wright was a surprise with the Bears being the second one. And then we saw this run, and I think this is what made Pittsburgh want to move up, is Pittsburgh knew that at 14, they had to get to 14 to get the last tackle because after Broderick Jones, then we had almost 14 more picks before Harrison went. So mm-hmm. that was. And then when I, when I think when you look at the corner situation, you know what, we had uh, we had five, we had four corners total in the draft. The second corner was surprising in Forbes. He's a really good player. Instinctive, makes but he's 166 pounds. Mm-hmm. A little scary. And then New England took Gonzalez who's an extremely athletic very fast, big corner, something they really need badly. They needed a size corner to match up with some of these size receivers, Gabriel Davis and some mm-hmm. of these other guys that they face. And then I thought the Giants had a really good pick with Banks. I think Banks is a really good player. I think he's a better player than than being picked 24th in the draft. And so, you know, I mean, Weatherspoon to me was clean. He was had size, he had speed. And most importantly, he had toughness. He was really a tough player. He was going to be somebody who's going to come in your locker room. He's not going to blink. Did it surprise you that Seattle and Arizona, two teams that could have used a little interior pass rush, passed on Jalen Carter? Not, not Arizona, because I think I think the first pick for the Monty Ossendorf era had to be a clean player, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Paris Johnson's clean. 
in terms of the character off the field, you know, you mentioned it yesterday on the show. Yeah, speaks Mandarin. Speaks Mandarin, orange, and all. I mean, Mandarin. I can't even read the menu. I don't even, you know, Mandarin, <laughs> you're, chicken. You're trying to order orange chicken on the show, Orange chicken. Right? You know, I, Millie, you just order. I have no idea what the hell's on this menu. You order it. Just make sure you get the fried rice with pork. That's really all I'm going to eat anyway. So <laughs> Let me stop by 8 East on the way yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's the only thing I'm eating. So... Uh, you know, I, I mean, he's clean. I, I kind of was surprised to Seattle. I know they spent a lot of time with Georgia's coaches to try to dig deep on this Carter. And I just think, think they could get their heads wrapped around the motivational, the drive behind the player. Is this guy just going to falter? And there's a lot of things in his, in his other life, his normal life, Personal his family life, life, that is concerning. And so will that affect him? And he's got to have any, and, and the problem is too, Femi, we don't know that, but there's a lot of people that hang on to these kids and, mm. you know, and they asked Carter, you know, I mean, how many people are coming with you when you come? He said, well, about eight. That's a lot of people. You know, there are a lot of people trying to feed off you. There's a mm. lot of distractions when you do that. So I, I, I loved Carter. You know, I, I was there. I mean, mm -hmm. if, you know, Al Davis would have picked Carter. I know that, but. The reality of it is, is I just think Seattle could get their heads around it. Yeah, in Seattle, they ended up taking a corner, which is kind of a shift in what their normal philosophy was of take corners a little bit later, develop those guys. They did it just last year with Tariq Woolen, who led the league in interceptions uh, coming out of the fifth round, but they go ahead and take Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. We'll start our number two, talk about the silver and black, because they went ahead and got a pass rusher who many thought would have heard his name called earlier in the draft here. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 